But I'm going to start with a, a really simple question. What moves you? What moves you? I know for me, I'll often get moved by movies that are based on true stories and they have inspiring moments. And I find my, I'm a little bit teary when I'm in the movies and um, my family thinks that's quite amusing, but I'm often moved by that. I'm often moved, I'm often moved when people rise against the odds um, in life and actually step out and do things that they never thought they could do. So that often moves me when I see that. But what moves you? I actually got a great quote, which is often, it's been on the wall of my office for years, and I've taken it down since I don't have an office anymore, but I, but I love this quote. I wanted to share it with you from Oz Guinness. For some people, the grand passion is art, music, or literature. For others, the dream of freedom and justice. For yet others, the love of a man or a woman. But search as you will. There is no more higher or ultimate passion than a human being ablaze with a desire for God. I'll be honest with you, that quote has motivated me all my life. And one of the things I love most about it is that what moves me is Jesus. To be honest, it's, he's the motivation of my life. He's what I'm most passionate about. I find him amazing, intriguing, extraordinary. Every time you, you, I read the Bible and see Jesus do something new and something fresh, even though I've read it so many times, and, and I'm inspired by, by God. What moves me is that God moves me. And that, in this, this series, when we've looked at As God Moves through the book of Ephesians, what we've found is that it started with the first three chapters. Is basically we move, the principle is we move because God moved. We move in response to God's movement towards us. God moves us because he moved towards us. You think of the, the great parables in the Bible, and particularly the one that I like is the, is the parable of, of the lost son and, and how the father uh, runs towards the son, embraces the son, and the son's going, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, but God moved towards him, and then he gets, he gets celebrated. And he, there's, there's a chance then to him, for him to live a new life. We move because God moved. Last week, we looked at uh, Ephesians chapter 3, and we looked at the prayer of Paul when he pondered on how much God moved towards him. And he just said, wow. And then he prayed that incredible prayer. Um, I fall to my knees. I thank God uh, for the love. I pray the love of God would be rich in you and I. And he prayed this incredible prayer that, that we would experience God doing more than we might even ask or think or imagine. And this incredible prayer we focused on. Right after that, he moves into chapters four to six, which are actually us and us moving. The first three chapters are about God's movement towards us. And the last four, the last three chapters are about our movement because he moved towards us. That's what our AGM is all about. God's moved in us. And then, he's, then, then we move because God moved. Let me read to you the beginning of the, of the, the action part of Ephesians, if you like. After, after Paul's prayed that prayer in Ephesians 3, he says these words. Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Paul is saying, because God's called you, because you are his workmanship, chapter two, because you are his adopted one, chapter one, because he's moved towards you, I beg you, I beg you to move. 
as God moves. I beg you to move, he's saying, to live out the life of calling that he's placed on each and every one of us. When we do our AGM today in the church, when we walk around, we see what God's doing in, through, the, through our church and through people in our church, we're going to see people who are moving and doing all sorts of different uh, ministries and, and, and showing actions of compassion or on mission or, or all sorts of things we're going to see. Even, even a chance to respond to God with, I, I think I want to be baptized. I think I want to pray more. I think I want to grow in the Lord more. I think I want to read the Bible more. I think I want to practice new spiritual disciplines. All of it is in response to God moving. And that's what our AGM is all about, to celebrate what's happened last year, but also to look forward to where God wants to move us in this year to come. Because he moved towards us. That's what it's all about. But here's the like we can be very individualistic about this, but the letter of Ephesians is actually a letter to a community and to a, to a, it's almost a circular letter to a group of churches in the in the space of Ephesus in that in that region in Asia Minor at the time. But. One of the things that, because of that, it's actually a letter that actually encourages this, that as God moves, we move together. After he's just said, live out the life worthy calling of your seed, these are his very next words. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit. Binding yourselves together with peace, for there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all and through all. There's another part of the Bible where it says when one part of the body suffers, the whole part of the body, the whole body suffers. And we know that's a great analogy. If we have got a sore thumb or a, a sore toe or something like that, our whole body feels it. It's dangerous when we say, well, God's moved, so I'm going to move on my own. Paul knew that when we move, we move together. So, so at our AGM, we're celebrating all the different parts of the body moving in the one direction. So one of the things just to have in your mind, as God moves, we move together. We have a bit of an expo on on this AGM Sunday, a little of an expo, which what we said, we've been saying, it profiles the, 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 the activities of God's people in Penrith Baptist Church and beyond. But we are one and we move together. And so if there's a, there's a struggle going on in the children's program, then we rally around that. If there's a struggle going on in the men's shed, then, we've, then we figure out how to rally around that. If there's a struggle, wherever the struggles are, we move together and we encourage each other. And the best thing we can do is we pray for each other. We spur each other on. Too often in, in, in the body of Christ, different departments in a church are in conflict with each other. I want more space. I want more room. I want more storage. I want more this. I want more that. But when we work together as one, we actually think of others and, 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 and God blesses it and he abundantly provides. It's extraordinary. But, but it's a principle that Paul's teaching scripture. We move together. But, but he then goes on the very next words and recognizes our uniqueness. We move uniquely. However, he says, however, he has given each, each one of us a spiritual gift through the generosity of Christ. So we actually have spiritual gifts. We have individual calls. 
that he begged us to live out in the beginning of this. They begged us to live out because God, God has deposited spiritual gifts in our life. He's deposited calls and passions in our lives. He's deposited a unique um, personality in us. He's given us hearts for things because God has moved, moved on us, in us, through us. And a little bit further on in the passage, he actually says these words. These are, these are the gifts that Christ has given to the church in Ephesians chapter 4, 11 and 12. He says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. So the church has been given unique gifts, apostles, and they're, they're the pioneers of this world, the, the starter-uppers, the, the ones that see a, see a, see a hole and, and start something. The prophets, they're the ones that call us back to God's word when we get carried away or we go in a direction that we're sort of caught up with our own ideas and our own thoughts. The prophets, are these, they have this incredible capacity to call us back to God's word. The evangelists. The evangelists are the one that's saying they make sure that our ministries and the things that we do as a body actually have an orient, not just to call, not just inside, because inside creates a Christian sort of club, but orients also outside into the world, ensuring that people come to know the love of Christ. They have a passion to see Christ's church grow and the kingdom grow. Shepherds, they have that, that ability uh, to bring responsive care, but also intentional development. I love those two phrases, responsive care and intentional development. I stole them from Mark Fleming, the pastoral care pastor at Hawkesbury Valley Baptist Church. He, he say that's the, the, the role of a shepherd is to bring responsive care, to bind the wounds, but intentional development to guide the sheep. Oftentimes you find shepherds in small groups, leading small groups. And they, you often find them one-on-one -on -one mentoring. You often find them can, just, just walking alongside people. And then there's the teachers. Now, I don't have to say too much about teachers at Penrith Baptist because this church is full of teachers. But the teachers are the ones that, that actually bring God's word and open it up and teach people to practically apply it in their lives, to, 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 to have spiritual breakthroughs when they hear the word of God taught in an extraordinary way. These are the gifts Christ gave to the church. But that, you notice if, if, we get, if we went back to those words I read, it said, the, it said this. It says, it helped these these gifts okay which are given to the church their responsibility is to equip god's people to do his work and build up the church the body of christ so they have an equipping role but the body at the body the body actually does the the ministry of christ together that's 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 how it works my encouragement to you is find your unique contribution to the body of christ ask god to guide you in this we've got a bit of teaching on the tables around in the in the expo today but you can get it if you haven't if you're not at the expo you're not you're obviously watching online you can get it from us at penrith baptist you can just email us and a bit of teaching and it's called the shape profile it's something we've been, we've grabbed from somewhere else but it talks about it, it helps us on a journey to understand our uniqueness our spiritual gifts it's shape is an acrostic our spiritual gifts our heart what, what are we passionate about? Our abilities. What, what's God just given us as an ability? Our personality. I mean, I'm an introvert. I'm an introvert, an extrovert. Am I structured? Am I unstructured? Am I more about people or more about cause, community or cause uh, and experiences? You know, God redeems hard experiences often that 
enabling us to minister out of those hard places. And sometimes we've had great experiences and we can bring a, a fresh perspective into a, into a circumstance or a situation. God's uniquely wired our shape. And I love that acrostic shape because we are all part of the body. We all, it's like a jigsaw. We all have a shape to fit a unique shape. We move uniquely. We move together. We move because God moved. But the other thing about us, that what Paul goes on to say, he says, we move to maturity. When all this starts to take place, we become mature in Christ. He says these words in verse 13, after he talks about the equipping of the saints and the equipping of the body, he says, this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son, that we will be made mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. It's interesting. He could have sat in chapters 1 to 3 and said, okay, and, and, create, and we could have created a, a wonderful theology and a wonderful thanksgiving that Christ has adopted us and called us and all, all the rest of us to himself. But true maturity, he starts to talk about, starts to manifest when we find our place in his kingdom. In the body of Christ. True maturity comes when we start to, when each part, it says when each part does its own special work. We start to be matured by those around us. We start to be matured by the diversity of the body. But towards the oneness of being under the head, which is Christ. A healthy, growing body. There's a little bit of, uh, Paul talks about, after that, he talks about then we're not tossed around by any sort of idea or thought or whatever. We, we, the, the body, when it's functioning well, the, these gifts that the body has when it's functioning well, it matures us and keeps us focused on Christ. You, you know, the Great Commission says, I go into the I give by all authorities given to me, and so I'm sending you into the world to go and make disciples, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then this thing, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded. Because surely I'll be with you to the end of the age. In other words, Jesus is saying part of disciple making is actually maturing people into Christ. And that's the body does that. It's not just the teachers. Sometimes we think it's just the teachers. The prophets, the apostles, the evangelists, the servants, all the gifts, the administration gifts. You can go through the gifts. If you look at the shape profile that we put together, you can see all these spiritual gifts in the Bible, all contributing to our maturity in Christ. So we are moved to maturity. And the final thing that I wanted to pick up this morning is we are moved to love. This is not just about a team effort to get a job done. This is about experiencing and demonstrating the love of God. Paul finishes chapter four, this section on the spiritual gifts and finishes this section on, on the call to, of call to the church with these words. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the body, the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. The beauty of AGMs, it reminds us of our mission statements, of our values. And let me read to you the mission statement of Penrith Baptist Church. Love God, love others, making disciples who follow learn from and obey Jesus Christ. The mission of us is to love God, love others, and then walk with Jesus. The values, the values 
of Penrith Baptist Church, and you'll see them in the, in the AGM report. The values are Christ-centred, love expressed in community, discipleship culture, prayer, dependence on God. We move because God moves, so we, we depend on him. And unity with all God's people, not just here in our church, but beyond in our city. Unity with the body of Christ. God's moved towards us. He's taken hold of us. Chapter one, chapters one to three of Ephesians paint the beautiful picture of salvation that everyone can grab hold of this. Chapters four to six then say, okay, now go live, live this out, starting with understand your gifts, understand your unique, your unique contribution to the whole body. Learn from each other. Don't think more highly of yourself than you ought. And build up in love. Because love of God, love of others, love of the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. We love him because he first loved us. Love your neighbour as yourself. When we use our gifts, we actually administer that love. 1 Peter chapter 4 says, Each should use whatever gift they've been given, faithfully administering God's grace or God's love in its various forms. I don't know whether you've ever thought of your gift as a manifestation of God's love, but that's what every spiritual gift passage in the Bible has got a love passage right next to it. This one here, Ephesians, talks about love. In 1 Corinthians, it's got the famous 1 Corinthians 13 love passage right in the middle of 1 Corinthians 12 and 14 spiritual gift passages. Romans 12 has a, has a has spiritual gift or body a body image and then has a love right next to it. Now love, all the way to love your enemies. And then 1 Peter 4 talks about use your gifts to administer love. So when we move, when, when God, as God moves, we love more. And part of our love is to use our gifts. As these weeks go on, we'll look at uh, expressing love through relationship. We'll look at in our relationships. We'll look, we'll look at as God moves, we'll, we'll live holy lives. We'll look at as God moves, we will enter spiritual warfare. That's, for, uh, that's for, uh, Ephesians 6. As God moves, our, our interpersonal relationships will be strengthened. But right now, today, on AGM Day, on Annual General Meeting Day, Let's, I'll go back to Paul's first words. Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to live a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. You have been called by God. I have been called by God to use the gifts that he's given me and to demonstrate his love through them. To engage in the calling that is placed on my life, on your life, and move as God moves. If you, if you missed the AGM today, that's okay. There are, we've got reports and we've, you can still catch up. You can still jump into church here and still find out the amazing things that God's doing in the life of this church. Let me pray. Lord, we move because you move towards us. And we are so thankful for that. We join Paul's prayer. Oh, I can't believe this. This is amazing. But we also, we... Get active, as Paul said. So I, he begs us, I beg you to live out the calling on your life. I pray that you would help each and every person in your kingdom, in your church, who's listening to this, to, to actually, I pray that you would be speaking to each and every person right now. This is where I'm calling you to go. This is what I'm calling you to do. This is the community I'm calling you to do, to do it with. Thank you that you moved.
And I pray that our grand passion, that's where we started, I pray that our grand passion, what moves us is being a human being ablaze with a desire for God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.